There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. I spent four years in San Francisco. The Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPN-TFM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Doug, isn't it the best? I love the song, you know. Sick beat. It's Ryan Kelly morning after. Maggie O'Brien's 9 o'clock hour. Tim McCartan, Doug Vaughn, Plowhawk, and uh, Action Jackson with you. Ken Strode, uh, his phone is in here and it's ringing. Rita Ray Rocks is calling. Rita Ray Rocks. Who the hell is that? Listen to how loud that is. Like, <laughs> But good news is the Colonel is with us and he's brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Gabe, what a weekend for you. The Missouri went on Saturday. The Chiefs went on Sunday. Uh, are you intoxicated still? What's going on with you? I'm not, but it, it really is all about me. I um, agree. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I appreciate you recognizing that and, uh, and my uh, enjoyment from the sports weekend. Yeah, I, I think that's what that's what it's all about. Uh, start with uh, last night. Uh, what do you think? Um, I thought that Jalen Hurts is way better than I thought he was. Yeah, uh, I, I I really had no idea he was that good. Um, I didn't really think they were going to win that game until until the field goal actually went through. Uh, but you know, hell of a game, and uh, I like that. I cheer for a team that has Patrick Mahomes on it. Mm. We talked about him and hobbling off there in the at the end of the second half. Someone speculated that maybe that was an act that he wasn't hurt that bad. Maybe just to plant that yeah, in the he, Eagles' mind. It, it, well, when when Goodell uh, sent the script to all thirty-two teams in August, yeah. it, it, his role was to fake an ankle injury and look like he was going to die and then then go win the game that's what the uh that's 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 what the conspiracy theory said uh 6 months ago yeah they, they got to have awfully good doctors and and trainers cuz he, he got hurt multiple times and and didn't look like it bothered him at all when he, when the game rolled around he's got to be a tough guy no, it was fake. We just decided that. Okay. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's a, it's the fi- that's the final word. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what we thought. Do you just watch it with your uh, betrothed? 
Yeah, we just uh, just watched at home and, uh, you know, uh, scared the dog a couple times, but, yeah. but pretty low-key. I'm, I'm not great at watching games around a lot of other people. Yeah, especially when you care about the result. Right, exactly. I, I actually wanted to pay attention to the game, not not check out the you know the nachos and the uh, pigs in a blanket and such. Nice. For heaven's sake, you don't sound very excited about your club getting this win. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I may be misjudging your audience. I'm not sure they really want to listen to me be excited about the, the NFL. Well, I guess you've never followed the St. Louis Blues Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> there, hey, let me, let me ask you this, Colonel, because you, you have a good perspective on Kansas City sports. For the record, Gabe grew up in Kansas City and his dad wrote for the Kansas City Star. Are there a lot of St. Louis Blues hockey fans in Kansas City? I don't really know because I've never, um, I, I've just never been a hockey fan because I didn't have a team to follow growing up. Yeah. I mean, the same as the NBA. I, I just didn't have a team, so I wasn't invested. So I don't really pay attention to it. Um, I, I know there are some people that are Blues fans. I think there are probably some Avalanche fans, like people that like hockey, but I, I don't really know. I know the that Kansas City had, you know, when they got the Sprint Center, hoped maybe to get an NHL or an NBA team in there, but I, I don't know how many there are. Right. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Blues sent out a tweet congratulating the uh, Chiefs. The Cardinals did not, and the uh, new MLS franchise, the Dogs, did not either, and that's a, what about, what about, the, what about the about the Battle Hawks. Were they excited? Uh, Plowhawk, you've been monitoring the Battle Hawks. Oh, I don't know when they start, so. Um, no, probably not many fans. I know the River City Rascals were happy. <laughs> <laughs> they were thrilled as well. Yeah. Uh, Colonel, on to uh, the Fighting Tigers of Missouri. One of the most thrilling, surprising wins we've seen in uh, in recent memory for Missouri basketball. That is for certain. And we'll talk about the buzzer beater momentarily, but I loved what you wrote. I talked about this uh, in the 7 or 8 o'clock hour of our show today. It's one thing to get the 17-point lead if you've watched enough college basketball, at least in a, in a home road setting. And if the road team has the lead, you know what's coming, uh, yeah. usually. Now, Kansas established a huge lead early on against Missouri in December, and they never, never regressed. So you knew it was coming. It was overwhelming what happened with the officiating in the second half, just like Missouri benefited from crap against Arkansas in in Columbia uh, last month. With that said, the thing that I thought was most impressive for Missouri is after they blow that lead and after Tennessee gets a six-point lead and they have all the momentum on their side, that Missouri doesn't, I don't want to say roll over, because you know they're not going to roll over, but they had the mental fortitude and the coaching and the ability from the players to stay in that game and to fight back from that deficit after having a 23-point swing. Your thoughts? Yep. Once Tennessee had a six-point lead, I mean, that game was over. We all thought it. Uh, You know, it was kind of, I mean, really, to me, if, if Tennessee takes a lead that lasts more than one possession in that game, you go, well, Hey, they just ran out of gas, and the home team's going to get this done. And you know, nice effort, but but they needed the race to end, you know, twenty yards earlier than it did. Um, but this team has something, and and the way I put it, like at the beginning of the season, nobody told Missouri they weren't supposed to be this good. Like the talent does not say they should be as good as they are. And on Saturday, nobody told them that the game was over when Tennessee went up by six points, you know, and, and to, to be able to fight that off and come back is, 
it, it is wildly impressive. And, it, you know, as far as the way it, it got there, and this kind of ties into to the Super Bowl and everything last night, too. And I, I got I, I got reminded why I don't do Twitter on Saturday because – or why I try to, to not engage too much on Twitter. Um, because when Tennessee made that comeback, you know, in, in Tennessee, it, the game was about tied. And I tweeted, I said, look, the officiating has been – insane but that is not the only thing going on here i mean i thought missouri panicked in that run they had some really bad passes some bad shots um their defensive rotations kind of fell apart like i i was not saying that the officiating is not at all to blame i was saying that there are also other factors going on right and i mean it was just a flood of you're trying too hard to be objective it's only there you know it's just like, we've hit this point as sports fans where I think it's just easier to blame the refs that we don't know than to blame the players or coaches on our team, or sometimes just to tip your cap and say, you know, the other team was good. Um, it is it, 99% of losing fans blame the refs. 99% of winning fans say we won in spite of the refs. And, it's like, there are rare instances where – a call is going to change a game, right? I mean, if if Thomas Robinson is called for a foul on Phil Pressey in Allen Fieldhouse, Missouri wins that game. So it can happen. But you're talking about a game that has like 200 plays in it. It's not usually coming down to solely the officiating. And while I thought it was terrible in Knoxville and really hurt Missouri and did help Tennessee get back in the game. I also thought Missouri was a little panicky there for a few minutes. And credit again to them and to Dennis Gates. They figured it out and settled down and came back and won. I see Missouri leads the entire nation in steals. How big a factor has that been in their turnaround? Well, I mean, it's huge because the truth is they're like a below-average defensive team. I, I mean, Tennessee in that game on possessions where they did not turn the ball over, averaged 1.7 points per possession. That is, I mean, overall they averaged 1.4-something points per possession, and somebody posted on Twitter that that is the most points per possession a team has averaged in a loss since 2019. I mean, basically, if they didn't turn the ball over, they were scoring virtually every time. So Missouri's defense is... It is almost solely predicated on turning the other team over because once the other team manages to get across, uh, you know, get up to the three-point line and not throw a pass away, they're usually scoring. And when that happens, it's it's very, very difficult to win a game if you're giving up, you know, 1.4, 1.6, 1.7 points per possession. So it's been huge because it's an undersized team, but it's quick, it's athletic, and it has some – some players that can really get in passing lanes, and that's just how they have to play defense. Uh, they get Auburn tomorrow night. Uh, War Dam Eagle had some high hopes going into the year, not to say that those are dashed yet, but they've lost 5-6, of six, lost to Alabama yeah. on Saturday, and they haven't played well against quality opposition. Uh, once you win in Knoxville at this point, uh, either you're coming off of the high and you carry the momentum over, or you're coming off the high and there's inevitably some regression uh what do you expect tomorrow in the game and uh and then the mosley situation is also one that bears uh watching yeah i've given up on that i don't know he might play he might not but we'll just, <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> the colonel it's just 
it doesn't even make any sense to me at this point. I don't know what's going on. Um, but I would expect a, a letdown a little bit um, because, again, you poured so much into to getting that win in Tennessee. Uh, the team didn't come home. They went straight to Auburn. Uh, so, you know, they've been on the road for four or five days now. And the truth is, because of that win at Tennessee, this game tomorrow night is so much more important to Auburn than it is to Missouri. Missouri does not have to win this game. Um, they've, they've got two home games coming up. They've got Georgia and LSU on the road. Like, Missouri will be favored in its last five games of the season. And if it can win those games, it's probably going to get a top four seed in the SEC and get a double bye in the league tournament and all that. Auburn has lost five of six. This is, uh, you know... They have some chances at quality wins coming up, but this would be a quality win for Auburn, and they don't have a lot of those. I mean, if they lose this game at home, they are lighting quickly toward the bubble. Yeah. You know, so it, Auburn really needs to win this game, and Missouri really doesn't. And and when that's the case, I would would always lead toward lean toward the team playing with a little bit of desperation. I think it should be a fun game because. Like, unlike Saturday, this, these are two teams that want to play the same way. I mean, Bruce Pearl has long, athletic guys. They get up and down the floor. They, they don't mind playing a game in the 80s or 90s. So I think it should be a fun game to watch. Um, but, but I would be surprised. I, I would have given Missouri a better chance had they lost on Saturday or had Auburn beaten Alabama than I do with the current set of circumstances. I saw a uh, thread on Power Mizzou uh discussing high quality i'm sure absolutely uh big fans of this program uh i don't know if they're bigger fans of me or the plowhawk on power mizzou but uh they were talking about leonard hamilton's situation at florida state and i saw you got involved in it saying so what you think uh dennis gates would leave columbia to go to a lesser program that just fired or forced the retirement of his mentor for the record leonard hamilton and the struggles that the seminoles are uh, having uh, but I, I i think people have thought that that could wind up being where he goes i don't think people are necessarily thinking it would happen after one year how do you analyze uh that situation and uh and gates yeah i think missouri fans are a little bit scarred by mike anderson going to arkansas right yeah. but arkansas is like historically it's a better basketball program than missouri at worst it's like very very similar Florida State isn't. I, I mean, it is by almost any measure a worse job than Missouri because Gates has seen in year one here, like before he started winning, hey, we can get 15,000 these games, and this fan base likes basketball and it's hungry. Florida State, like Hamilton's done things there nobody's ever done, and the, intended, the attendance increased by like 50 or 60% to get to 10,000. And it doesn't really matter what you do. You're never going to get top billing there. Like Missouri is one of the rare schools where if you are good at basketball, you can be the the big story. You can be the top dog at this school. I mean, we saw it with Norm for a long time. Uh, That's not the case at Florida State. You're never going to get number one billing. It's not his alma mater. It's not close to home. And, again, if the reason there's a vacancy there – is that Florida State has said, hey, Leonard, we don't want you. I, I mean, I, I don't see him. Like, he could eventually end up there maybe down the road, but I don't see him replacing Leonard Hamilton immediately. I, I can't imagine that's a place he'd want to be. And, you know, I mean, I understand that. We have to give guys contract extensions after every time they win a game. But Dennis Gates' salary increased 500% when he took this job. 
um, he is being well compensated. And if somebody comes after him and Missouri finds itself in the situation of needing to give him a little bit more money or more security or whatever to keep him, great. But don't bid against yourselves. I mean, we just saw Missouri do that in football, and I guess they have to find a way to keep spending this money so they can convince people that that they don't have any to give to the players. But I I don't really understand. I mean, the guy's got five years at $2.5 million a year left. I think he's doing fine, and if somebody comes after him and you got to raise that, then do it then. Does does Gates have some impressive recruits coming for next year, or is he going to be a, a transfer portal guy again, do you think? No, he's got three top 150 kids and then a, a junior college kid who's considered one of the better JUCO guards in the country. Uh, so they've got those four guys signed, and then uh, you know they'll, they'll probably end up grabbing a couple out of the portal because everybody does. But he's he's got a good, solid class coming in next year. That's good. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of surprised Mizzou isn't ranked yet, or even close to being ranked, because they do have some impressive wins. They'll be—I'd be shocked if they weren't ranked I, today. I think they'll be ranked. The poll comes out—I don't know, eleven or twelve o'clock today. Like I think they'll be ranked, um, but they, they could be a couple spots outside of it. I mean, the good news is that it, it, it really is fairly immaterial right. in, in basketball. Um, you know, I, it, I gets, mean, it, it gets good buzz for fans, but you're right. It's immaterial yeah, to actually right. the, the seating. And it puts a number next to your name, and I'm sure the players, you know, care a little bit. But um, I, I think they'll be kind of somewhere between 20 and 25 today, but we'll see. I'd be, I would really be shocked if they weren't right, but like you said, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah Jackson, what were you about to say? CBS had predicts them at 24. And they there come go. out with a 25 and one every Sunday, and they predict Mizzou as a 24. I I could see anywhere from 20 to not ranked. Gabe, you see Joe Lodorty had Missouri as a 10 and Duke as a seven, and then if they beat Duke, they go play Bill Self in the we second. We don't know this. None in the second this. round, this should be fun yeah. in Du Bois. It's all speculation. Well, well, and and I think that's probably different today after Missouri won it. I like, know, but wasn't it fun? I understand all the bracketology. And it, Doug loves fun. bracketology. I can't stand it. Let's play the season first. About, but like, I, I was watching the Kentucky game this weekend against Georgia. I'm not kidding, guys. They must have said 12 times during the broadcast. If they lose today, Joe Lunardi predicts they're out of the NCAA tournament. Oh. Well, like, till the next time they play, and then they might be back in. I mean, I don't think the tournament field was set yesterday. I might have missed it. I was watching football. I don't know. Maybe they picked the field. They did not, and they won't pick it until okay. after the conference tournaments. Okay. So stop all this okay, bracketology. Stop it now. <sighs> I mean, it, it gets the clicks, though. Click, click. Boy, does it ever. You I are guess. correct. Gets me the click. Uh, Jerry Palm has Missouri as a four seed this morning. Four. How about that, Colonel? That's wild. I, 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 that's, not ranked. I mean, he, he loves Missouri more than... than most people do. I, I don't even think Missouri fans would have him as a four seed right now. I've just look. I've done my research. We can't have Sacramento. We can't have Orlando. Those places are too expensive to get to. Anything else is good. I don't care what the number is. I don't care who they play. Just it's FYI, the uh, worst strip bar I've ever been to is Greensboro. So, just to, okay. Just to, uh, may, uh, do they do they not have a uh, a diamonds location? They do not. They need a franchise. Okay. Nice. Okay. That was a very nice reference. Uh, all right, yeah. uh, that's the Colonel. He's brought to you by James Carlton, and he is unhappy that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> he, he, I, 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 no, Gabe, you don't realize how many people in St. Louis have adopted the Chiefs 
Now, contrary to what some of the people who defend their adoption of the Chiefs say, well, Kansas City adopted the Blues. I don't necessarily think that that's true, but whatever, it doesn't matter. And so, if anything, you're talking to a lot of people who are happy that the Chiefs won. So, Well, and, uh, like, ultimately, here's the thing, and this is – it's on our board all the time. It's, it's this thing – like, I don't care who anybody else is a fan of. I'd never tell anybody else they should like this team or that team based on where they – Whatever. I like the teams I like. Other people like the teams they like. Like, that's what makes it fun, right? I mean, to me, it, it's it's enjoyable to be able to, to kind of talk trash with your friends that, that like other things. That Nothing about sports would be fun if we just all cheered for the same team. Well, one thing we've learned on this show is some people like some things and some people don't like other things. <laughs> some people don't like anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we that's must have to add too. a sentence to mm-hmm. it. That's Gabe Diarman <laughs> brought to you by James Carlton. Thank you, Colonel. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, Gabe. That's the uh, Colonel Gabriel P. The Armand Hotbed of Activity in the Engineer Design Facilities text inbox. Uh, and I, uh, let's see what we got here. The stores here are loaded with Kansas City Chiefs merchandise. Martin yeah. did a podcast, or he did a thing on Channel 2, saying he's getting, he got phone calls, I don't know what it was, I guess after the Bengals game or after the Jaguars game, where Chiefs fans were yelling at him for not spending enough time on the Chiefs. And, he's, and you know, Martin, he's just like, F off. He's like, what, what are we doing here? What is, <laughs> yeah. what is this? Uh, hey Tim, why is Icky playing on his phone and wearing his headphones like Gangster Pete? And why is producer number two scrolling Twitter? That's from Harrison's brother Master, <laughs> who I thought had left the show. That's, what, that's what you got out of that segment? That's all you got out of it? Yeah, yeah I was scrolling. So what? I didn't see the game. I couldn't come. <laughs> Your move, Harrison. I haven't, I haven't seen a game all year. When you scroll, did you find anything interesting? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did. I want to say happy birthday to Tim's wife, Anna Marie. Oh, happy birthday, Anna Marie. Very kind of you. Scrolling Facebook, and I saw it was Anna Marie's birthday. We were supposed to go to dinner on Saturday, but she was ill, and so uh, we're hoping to go this evening. Hoping to. All of an open. Yeah, but I mean, everything's booked up because people are doing the Valentine's Day thing. Yeah. Join us tomorrow for our, our plans. We have an What do you got seat. going on? Where are you going? Oh, just do Russell's on Macklin. Oh, yeah, that's, that's your right. spot. It's a good spot. Yes, it is. It's a fun little spot, Doug. Nice spot that you found there. But I mean, I would have had some <clears throat> bottles of wine on Saturday oh, yeah. night and stayed out and had a nice little pony, but uh, Monday dining. But we'll do our best. It's her birthday. Birthdays were the worst days. Now we... Sip champagne when we Thursday. Doug, who said that? I have no idea. Biggie Smalls, 1952? No, it was more recent than that. Yep. God. Well, I don't know the years, Tim. I'm going to go 94 because it's going to get me 93, 95. What's the name of the song, please? Uh, Juicy. Oh, Juicy. Um, You got Juicy in the year... Please. Um, Usually just pops up. Uh, 1994. It was recorded the 94 release in August of 94. Now, why would you remember stuff like that? I have no idea. Don't all the songs just kind of blend into other. You hear one on the radio? Here is what I do I can picture where I was when I heard it, and then I can associate the year with it. That's how my mind works. I can remember stuff from high school when I got into classic rock. When rock albums came out, I can remember getting them and listening to Grip at Bickle's house or whatever. At Vulvas. Bickle's house? Vulvas, where usually. We, where yeah. we, well, the album would come out, and we'd get it, and we'd go up to his uh, house, and we'd play the album. So I kind of remember those that era. Bickle had a nice record player? He did. He had a nice Morantz. <clears throat> Back then, it was the big thing. I got quadraphonic. Oh, well, hi-fi. No clue what that was, but it was quadraphonic. 
Four speakers, I guess, right? Yeah, and then Sally Schulte lived next door, and she would lay outside, and we'd play ELP and watch her sunbathe. Guys, I assume Russell's on Macklin was another listener reward that wasn't given out. I wish mm-hmm. it was. Sadly, I actually have to pay I think for it. Was. It was like we were giving away a restaurant. Harrison's brother, Master Harrison's brother, Master, Mister Licks are are they are prosecuting this case to the fullest. Doug, mm-hmm. this is Marsha Clark and Chris Darden. Feels what case? Look, if they were your tickets. I would. I wish they were. Tickets to what? Been... To Russell's to a restaurant? You need tickets to go to no, a restaurant? No. If, if I had their Adam Sandler tickets and used it, I would laugh my ass off and be <laughs> the first one to admit it and yeah. say it and laugh at their face <laughs> while they sat at home and did nothing. I wish I used their tickets, but I didn't. They didn't but... win a damn thing. They didn't have any tickets. Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> Look, it's just, it's... It's pretty simple. It's one of the it's one of the perks of being at Hubbard. I mean, I'm not going to apologize for that. I mean, I'm sure at the end of your shift, you take as many Wendy's home as you want. Oh, dog. that was mm. career shaming. Here's how well, it we're works. We're on it now, Tim. I, I used on. to not care. There's now a, it's over. Now it's on. Now how it's works on. works is you win the contest, we take the prizes. <laughs> That's pretty simple. We'll take a picture of us in your seats. Right. And think of how much of a good time you could have had. If you were as, as much of a big shot as we are. And you really think that happens? Somebody comes up to us, hey, I got two extra tickets. Masturbator, whatever his name is, <laughs> one of them. We're going to give them to you. We're not taking anybody's tickets. Guys, they're getting mad because they got caught taking all the good tickets. That's it. And tell Cheech and Chong if he doesn't straighten up and ease them Twitter fingers while, quote, on the job, KG and O-Town will be the one running that board. That's oh. in the 618. They are coming today, Doug. Yeah. But these hey, tickets weren't from the station. <laughs> Look, if you want my chair, that's a problem. And my tickets were from the station, but they were in section, <laughs> but they were in section 300, up where the winners were. Who'd you take them from? No one. <laughs> we got better. They give all the tickets away, people. and at the end of the day, just like when uh, we'll get an email from uh, Jody, there's a concert that night. People don't pick up their tickets yeah. by 5:30. She makes them available. She'll say, "I have 10 tickets to White Snake or White Stripe, whatever was here this weekend. Uh, I have tickets to Clownvis." Clownvis. Who was at the dark room? The hell was that? They were they people didn't pick up their tickets. So instead of them going to waste, Jody yeah. says there's tickets in the break room if you're interested. That's what happens. People don't pick up their tickets, they become available. These ticket bandits are rattled. Boy, oh boy, are they rattled. That's mm-hmm. from the Mr. 63011 Doug. He has that golf cart that flies like the wind. Well, right, we're, I think we're just annoyed because like the, the the tickets we Jackson and I used were not station tickets at all meaning where'd you get the tickets i don't just someone who works here has a has t- seats and they weren't using them so they gave it to some no, tickets yeah so i like, imagine a lot of people show up here for their tickets and they're told tickets what tickets <laughs> and then they get online and they see you guys in their tickets in their seats it's what's, probably very frustrating what's funny is that i have gotten <laughs> i'd be pissed i've gotten yeah. tickets for at least four listeners who have reached out to me and said iggy uh yeah, if there's any chance, I would like to have two tickets to whatever. These are listeners' wives mostly. No, listeners. <laughs> listeners, so they and can I'll take said, the wives. I'll, said, I'll see what I can. I'll see what I can do, and I'll put in a request. And if they get them, I call them and say, "Yeah, I got them. You have to come pick them up, or they're electronic. What's your email? I'll forward them to you." So you sit there and trash for taking tickets, but I've, I've yeah. given at least four or five sets of tickets to listeners who have asked. I typically me. just look through tickets that we're giving away, pick the two best uh-huh. ones, and ask hope they Madison don't show if up. She wants yeah. to go. Then ask my buddies, and if nobody's going, then, you know, we'll disperse them. That's fair. Guys, I love when someone's making a good point. 
And then just all of a sudden, Iggy saunters into the conversation like an old homeless guy who just got kicked by a mule and just hurts everyone's case. Mm. You can hear the people he is trying to help just start holding their breath until it's over. What a raging dumb. Oh. That's from Arbor Day. Oh. Arbor Day is angry can about you, it now. Can you be more specific? Arbor Day 636. What was the great topic that I interrupted and ruined it all? I mean, first of all, it's a stupid topic. We're talking about tickets that we get, and you're pissed yeah. off. We're talking about tickets? Yeah. I, I, mean, know, I, I, I don't know if topic, I understand actually, this topic either. Yeah, it's, it's from two guys that said, we're done, and then they keep coming back. Well, they won tickets, and you guys keep taking they, them. No, they won not. nothing. Uh, masturbator won nothing. When would those two ever, in any like scenario on the planet, win on this show? Like what? No, they're they're empty victories because there's nothing there for them. <laughs> a big old fan says he's still waiting on baseball tickets, Doug, for the uh, 2022 season. I don't yeah, doubt I don't it. Know. No, but you, you that, guys probably had a good time at that game. Didn't if you? it's the guy I've been emailing with, telling him what's going on with that, then I don't see what the issue is. But whatever. yeah, and trust me, he probably passed out and fell asleep. <clears throat> probably a. No offense, probably a Hudson start. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Taking too much time between pitches. Yeah, That's out this year, that. you know. They got a clock this year. Yeah, we'll see. Could we please have one of these four people Iggy has gotten tickets for call in to corroborate Iggy's story? That's from Johnny Johnson, who you worked mm. with in Springfield. Mm-hmm. I've gotten Big Al about six sets of tickets. And yeah, somehow Big Al was just Yeah, somehow up. Big Al actually ended up in the box. We have no idea how it happened. I gave him some nosebleed seats, and yeah. he apparently knew not only the guy outside of the box, but also the two security guys inside of the box. <laughs> Just turn so, around, there's Big Al. All of a sudden, Al. we turn around, and there's Big Al. This is at the Blues game. <laughs> no, this is at Adam Sandler. Oh. You were in a private box. You, I, you took the listener's private box. I sent Big Al to nosebleed ticket because I love Big Al, and he asked if I, he had, I had any extras, which I had two extras. Yeah. Harrison's brother wasn't using them. <laughs> I'm kidding, because he didn't win them. And then we just turn around, and there's Big Al. He said, hey, can weasel my way on into the box. I said, okay. Turn him. And if right? people want to call in and say they got tickets for Call in. It's your chance. That's up to them. 636-9004-TMA. I did just see Eddie McVay, I think, walk by from oh, that right? Doing, really? He's a killer. Madison has gone to that place a bunch downtown recently, and huge fan. Yeah, it's Maggie O'Brien's downtown. Doug, the oh, dogs man. open up the season mm-hmm. in three weeks. How do you do? Well, I'm fine. It's here. It's a sellout. You going? I don't have tickets, no. Oh, you will. I, I won some, <laughs> but they were taken away from me. We're about to give them away, Doug. You I got will this. say, I got a bone to pick here. I'm in the middle of the library. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. Did you start like 10 minutes ago? <laughs> no, I was talking about Maggie O'Brien's plot. Oh, oh God, and, it it. We- and he weaved it in is what he did. It. I noticed the weave, and yeah. I appreciate it. Two locations downtown in South County. Downtown open and completely renovated and updated. Going to a Blues game, going to a uh, Dogs game, going to a Cardinal game. They have the downtown with the offering, the shuttle service, to and from Blues games. <laughs> And uh, free parking. It's family-owned. You know what you're going to get there. Great food. Mm -hmm. It's a local historic Irish pub for over 40 years, directly across from the uh, Dog's new stadium. It is Maggie O'Brien's. And Jackson, you're a Marcana client, I believe, and you say he's the great communicator? Yes, you do. Yeah, well, I just repeat what Doug says, because Doug says he's the great communicator. I have never said that. And I Ronald Reagan agree. was the great communicator. No, but, I mean, you said that Marcana's the great communicator, and I agree wholeheartedly, because I work with Marcana, and I know sometimes, like, I, I know, like, 
for me personally, like finances doesn't necessarily come easy to me. Like I kind of need to be explained, need to be educated on the subject. And that's what Mark Hanna does so well. But it's not just his expertise of the subject, it's the way he conveys it. And that's what's so key to me because I know if I have an issue or I need to change something in my plan, I can get on the phone with Mark Hanna and I'm going to feel a lot better when I get off the phone than when I got on the phone. And to me, that's the name of the game. So if you're not working with anybody, I highly suggest working with the great Mark Hanna. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Uh, nobody is on the Steve Schmidt Kia North County phone lines yet mm. to corroborate. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so apparently no tickets were given away. <laughs> <laughs> I will be in the club seats for the dogs opener because I am not a poor who mm. needs to win free tickets or bother the receptionist at the station until she gives in and gives you tickets. That's from Steve, and he is in Wildwood. Well, sure he is. Uh, name one time I tried to help someone make a point and failed. Is it time for me to talk about the fact that James Carlton is so great that I don't use him? Not yet. Okay, just let me know. Mm. That one got him crestfallen. That one caused the head to go Arbor Day landed the shot. Well, I think it was last Wednesday that he talked Some about body that. Some bodyboys in the last hour. Last Wednesday. You held up pretty well for three rounds. Yeah, and, and James uh, admired the fact that I'm loyal to the guy that I've been with for 25 years. So. <laughs> that dropped you. Your head just went down. The eyes closed. Oh, well, uh, he's talking about something that happened last week. Yeah. And verbal. you're just now texting in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just interrupted it. Somebody's making a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it email yet? Oh, hold on, give me one moment. I gotta filter real quick. Uh, oh, we got we got we got a situation. Uh, it's just I was late to get to the email inbox. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. maybe we need a fourth producer. Yeah, there's no reason. <laughs> I just don't read any. Yeah. <laughs> KG in O Town was pretty prompt w- with the emails that week that he was here. Yeah, he went. I filter too. the emails every day. Yeah. Yeah, he's never filtered emails. So good. Yeah. One. Good one, Doug. Well, <laughs> he could filter junk. if he was ever asked to. I'm <laughs> sure he'd be a filtering machine. And you should see him. He gives away so many tickets. Like any time he has tickets, yeah. he's giving hey, the them. Listeners, gives the listeners, the listeners, giving them the list. Yeah. Uh, okay, now the emails are filtered. Doug, the emails have been properly filtered. I hope filtered. they're filtered. This is a big moment here. Who is going to ship today's Design Air heating and cooling email today? Coming up at 1045 on Balloon Party, it'll be uh, Jeremy Rutherford. Uh, everybody's buzzing about the Blues. We'll probably talk more about the Blues in their Twitter account. <laughs> we'll probably talk about the hockey team. God, I bet them on Saturday night to win that game. But I had it was one where you have to win in regulation, so I lost the bet. Oh. Yeah, Croatia bet. <laughs> Not yeah. too familiar in this show. Yeah. Very unfortunate. <laughs> I think that's the funniest bet I've heard. Iggy <laughs> betting Croatia to win. They won, and you lost your bet. Yeah, that's, that, was, that was the end. That was I was done after that. <laughs> that's what Crest made him Crest balling. I'd probably quit it. after that too. I got to track down producer Joe G Unit and Gangster Pete to get that money, and Jackson gets a little piece of that money too, huh? Does yeah. he? He does. How much did Iggy wind up owing? Uh, well, that's a. Like a hundred thousand. I don't want to trigger producer Joe. Oh, well, he's get, it's almost email. So the the money he's down yeah. is seven grand. Oh, that's right. but that's just because he didn't play a bet for about ten weeks. So you intend to pay that seven thousand? You're not even hearing the conversation right now, are you? I'm here. I'm just ignoring it. I, I hear it all the time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. I fell in love with you. I adored you so true it's all still blue I followed you through the emotional maze that was ever changing I followed you down that rabbled hole that hole that hole is dark that hole is steadfast okay 
That hole smells like yesterday's meatloaf from oh. Nobu. <laughs> that hole is a Nobu constant reminder meatloaf? of you, of me, of us. It's time to move on to fill that void, to fill that hole. That's where it all began. My stool became our paradise. <laughs> oh, so God. Cassie Moore 12,000. Oh. That was the name, Cassie Moore 12,000? Yep. yep, she's emailing in now. And this one went through the filtering process and it was deemed okay. That's correct. <laughs> I could tell he was both well hydrated and full of pungent vitamin K that asparagus provides. I thought to myself as I suckled upon the end of the catheter I recently pulled out of my, the side of my wife's brother's father's diaper. Oh! <laughs> oh, did he leave me a brown morsel to wash it down? Okay, with? that's <laughs> enough! Look, this is a filtered violin. Who was it, Tim? Uh, Steadfast Tunnels. Steadfast Tunnels has been suspended. Suspended a period of two days' time, and his name right now as we speak is going into the suspension log. You uh-uh. I don't think it feels good at all. Travis Kelsey said, not one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. And on top of that, the next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. Stop it. Go to a TikTok video with Jackson Mahomes. Third and eight, less than two minutes left, and the zebra throws a flag for a hand brushing a jersey. I haven't seen that bad of a call from a referee since that one guy wouldn't sell a fan page for a thousand bucks. That's from Amanda and then the last name is Poke. Amanda Poke. He, she's new. Not meant for a tweet wrong platform. <laughs> I admit I stopped paying attention to pick six when instead of getting weekly slap and tickle between Prod Joe and Iggy and or G-Unit we just get Jackson reading off everyone's picks like a sad <laughs> sports center update. <laughs> but did I hear correctly that Jackson didn't even try to win <laughs> Instead to agree to take a cuck share of a split pot with Tim, then bet on both teams in the Super Bowl. He's a horse's ass for doing that! <laughs> yes, he is. There was a lot of strength. You guys are so off. <laughs> I like how the board op, who has been openly coming to work high for a decade before pot was legalized, complaining about how illegal drugs were being promoted <laughs> during a broadcast. <laughs> or about, how about the interviewer extraordinaire who once told Cherie DeVille that, quote, you know you're my favorite, fantasized about making out with Lee Remini and once told 78-year-old Joan Rivers that he'd bang her right now if she'd let him, is upset that other broadcasters being too friendly with the people they're interviewing. <laughs> it was a hell of a game, but it's mm -hmm. a shame it had to end in such anticlimactic fashion when Andy Reid chose to run the clock down and then kick a field goal instead of punting from inside the two. Mm -hmm. And how about that Hail Mary? Yikes, Don Mattingly said it made him think that Iggy Strode was in Jalen Hurts' body and trying to throw 68 miles an hour. Doug, that's from Buck. Swope. Nice little email, Buck. Buck Swope. Hi, boys. Wanted to drop a quick line to genuinely congratulate you on the groundbreaking accomplishment of getting a golf video you teased for seven months successfully mm. uploaded to YouTube without any hiccups or collateral damage. Seriously, though, while your lame sister stations were zigging by aimlessly pussyfooting around the local media landscape and booking silly little time filler guests like Chip Carey, you guys did what any self-respecting hardscrabble St. Louis-focused morning drive time show would do by zagging into a well-deserved victory lap for not uploading a corrupted file. I mean, honestly, sure, you could have stopped jerking yourselves off for just one minute and grabbed Chip Carey when you saw him walking directly by your studio after doing an interview with every other station on your floor last Friday, but not our TMA. Nope. When the other stations hear the public say jump, they say how high. When you hear the public say jump, you turn the ox off and blame the listeners for liking your content. 
So kudos, gents, for the successful uploading of the golf video late on Friday morning, thereby missing the scrutiny of the media with a late evening news dump. Feather in your cap. Thanks. That comes from you should have warned me you were going to call on me when I didn't have my hand raised. Jackson, put down your Anthony Peeler bobblehead and print off my homework for me. Mm. And Doug, that's what we have for the design air, heating you and cooling. should have called on today. me. Uh, I thought Amanda Poquet wasn't bad, <laughs> but this Buck Swope, I liked his email. I'm going to say Buck Swope gets my vote. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. Uh, if I'm voting on these, I think Swope's was the best. So I'll vote for Swope. Buck Swope oh, is one. Okay, then. The design air heating. Co- he has a commanding lead in the month of February. Is that five wins for Swope? Four. I don't know. He's oh. doing quite well for himself. Well, you updated that grid quickly, Jackson. Tip of the cap. Yep. Uh, Buck Swope, four wins for the month of February. Who would have thought? What a fun month to see him performing so mm, well. It's, it's been so much fun. Jackson and I are going to go deal with it and get blamed for. God, I don't know. The Chief, holding call, Chiefs maybe? Victory, yeah, yeah, the holding call. Yeah. Oh, I think they're mostly Chiefs fans on 101. Oh. Pretty sure about well, that. Well, you should have a good day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll be happy about it all. Uh, they won't be happy that Jackson's happy about uh, Missouri winning. That's what it'll be. I think that's what it'll be. My happiness will and Make not... sure you tell everybody that you bet both teams to win, Jackson. I, I okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of fed up with that, aren't you? <laughs> it's whatever. I mean, that wasn't my strategy, but... Okay. Did you tank so I could win, Jackson? No. No. In in the real time, you agreed with the play. You were like, "Yeah, I get where you're coming." You from. You got uh, you got you got the Chiefs at plus one ninety, didn't right. you? Right. That's the right. Thing. So I had the Eagles at minus one ten. I had the Chiefs play at plus one ninety. It was, it, was a, just... it was a hedge play. Right. So I, I figured if I could stay up towards the number I was currently at, I could still win. If I threw three hail marys and all three hit, I would most certainly lose. We will change the format for 20. Even though I won, the format was not good. Right. we got to do something different because it can be a good podcast. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Great. But I don't want to be doing it on Saturday morning or Sunday morning, and I know nobody else wants to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what That's really when you get information. Yeah. And, and hell, for college football, it goes on throughout the day. And for 3 o'clock kicks in St. Louis, you get vital information at one thirty. Yeah. Yeah, not knowing weather alone is a just yeah. You just need to be on the air all the time. I guess that's what it comes down mm-hmm. to. Uh, all right, time for us to shut it down. We will be on the air all the time. Uh, two sound stories in here today. Randy Character and Moon have sound stories coming up. You can book a sound story and get 10% off, by the way, uh, entering the promo code VALENTINE if you'd like to take care of Valentine's Day shopping right now uh, at uh, mysoundstory.com. Promo code is VALENTINE for 10% off. Jackson and I heading down the hallway for Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. That's driven by Munganess St. Louis Ack here for the Plowock, for Jackson, for Iggy, from over the Kevin, for Douglas and Vaughn, for Tim Kernan. This has been Ryan Kelly, morning after from the Mick Ultra Studios.